היום יום שישי בשלוש. היינטס פרייטק, היי, כסלב. And we are learning the Maimir from Pasha's Ayyete Tavshin Amchas, which is, in other words, we're doing the right thing at the right time on the right day of the right year. How unusual and uncharacteristic. But every once in a while, a miracle happens, and we do things as we're supposed to. Don't worry, it's going to change next week. Um, this is the Maimir from Ayyete Tavshin Amchas. It's a, it's, a, it's a straightforward maimed, I think. That's how I would put it. If I needed to summarize this maimed in three steps, I would say this. This maimed talks about heshtalshalos, the maimed heshtalshalos, and finally it talks about the atmosamhus. That's the development of this maimed. So let us begin. I'll read a little bit. And after we do a little reading and some talking... I will explain to you what I mean when I say that in this Maimed you have um, uh, th- three steps. Heshtalshalos, Lamayla Meheshtalshalos, and then Atzmosamhus. So let's begin the Maimed right away. The Pasuk says, Vayash came Lavan Babeket, Lavan got up in the morning, Vayinashik, and he kissed Labon of Labnesaf, his sons and his daughters, Vagoymer. And of course, the rest of the Pasuk says, Vayavarach Esen, and he Bless them. This is the end of Pashas Vayetze Mamash. Last couple of sukkah, right? They had this big showdown. Lovin chases Yankov and he runs him down. And they camp. The next morning they meet. There's a very, very, very emotional confrontation, which is, as they say, diffused. Because the night before the Abishta warned Lovin that he should behave. <laughs> it helps when the Abishta mixes it directly. And they have this whole discussion, this whole uh, argument. And there's an agreement reached. The agreement is that they're going to make a gal, a mound. And this mound is a demarker. This mound's power is only the power of a covenant. That means to say, they're not going to put up border guards. Lovin is not going to put up border guards on his side. Yankiv is not going to put border guards on his side. It's going to be just a mound. If you value a covenant, you made a commitment, you made a vow, you will honor this mound. If you don't value a vow, you don't value a covenant, you don't value a commitment, then that's the only policing there is, is this gal. This mound is a testimony, is a witness. And what was the arrangement? That they're not allowed to cross over from one side to the other, from Lovan's side to Yankov's side, from Yankov's side to Lovan's side, with animus, with negative tendencies, negative sense, negative feelings, but only, as Rashi says, like pragmatia. Prakbatia means for business, for commerce. And of course, when you study this idea in Chesidis, and as Mirtiham, this Maimir is going to develop further, la prakmatia means avoidas habirudim. Business means to elevate sparks, to take away from Klippa and bring into the Rishos of Kedushim. So between Lavan and Yankiv, there's a mound. And in Kabbalah, this mound is a symbol of the Parsa, which is very different than a symptom. I don't want to explain it at length. And... There's an arrangement. Yankim has his own rishus. Lovin has his own rishus. They only cross paths le pragmatia. When it comes to matters of business, then they cross. And again, as I mentioned to you before, when it comes to matters of business, it um, means um, Then they have a feast. And they spend another night, this time sleeping together in a camp. And in the morning, Lovin wakes up and he departs. So the Torah begins, 
Vayashkem love him by Baikir, love him wakes up in the morning. Vayenashek and he kisses. Labonav Labnezav gave me his sons and his daughters and so forth. Vayelech Vayashav love him. Love him goes, returns to his makam, to his place. And the Pasa continues and it says, Vayankev Hawallach Ladalkev Vagayim. Vayankev goes on his way. Now before we go any further, there's a story. I, I once read this story someplace. I heard this story from my Mashpiyim. I'm desperately looking for the story. I'm a darshan. I make a living with my mouth. I need such stories. But there's a story about a Yid who was Nishka Chosid, who came to the Alter Rebbe. Alter Rebbe started a Baimir with a Pasik, and I forgot what the Pasik was. And he immediately asked a question like, Vi kumen behemis or something like that. How do you have animals in Atzilas? Or something to that effect. And this person was very impressed by the fact that Alter Rebbe learns a Pasik Chumish and his his automatic sense of this pasuk is that something is happening lamaila. In other words, Abay say, we all understand the Tate is God's wisdom, it's God's infinite wisdom. It's got many, many, many layers. So when you read the Tata, and especially the stories in the Tata, which are, as some would like to refer to them as a history, a historical record of events, although it's very, very, very concise very insufficient and most confusing if you if you analyze it. But nevertheless, there is an idea that the Tate is a historical record. At the same time, we all know Rashi's famous quote, In addition to the actual Yankov and Esav, you have the biblical Yankov and Esav. Yankov and Esav as they are part of the Torah. And the same is true in Pashas Vayetze. You have the physical Yankov and Lovan, and you also have the Yankov and Lovon Hamur and Bepasha. Yankov and Lovon are written in the Pasha. What's the irony? What's funny about it? The irony is that when you discuss Yankov and Lovon Hagashmi, Lovon is a Russian Marusha, a low life, a thief, such a liar that it, it, history calls him Harami. The prototype, you know, when you want to talk about a, a troublemaker, you say Nimrid. You want to talk about a liar, you say Lovon Harami. A shakran, a Yankov Avinu was Ishtam Yeshiv Beholim, and Yankov in his sincerity ends up outsmarting the smart Alec. So Lovin's no good. But when you talk about Lovin Haruchni, Lovin V'Yankov Hamurim Beparsha, Lovin is much higher than Yankov Avinu. In fact, Lovin is the Madrega that's called in Kabbalah Loivin Ha'elyin, a very, very high level. We'll talk about that level momentarily. So accordingly, when you read the story, every little detail in the story has to be understood. In both of these schemes, you have to understand it in two ways. There's the physical love and the physical yankif. And therefore, when you have this gal, you have this mound, which is a testimony and a witness that says, don't cross this mound with animus, don't cross this marker with negative tendencies, negative feelings, but only la prakmatia, which means aveta sabirurim. What does aveta sabirurim mean? Lovin is deep and dread. Yankif is a tzaddik, and yankif has to elevate lovin. But what happens if you read the same pasuk? But not talking about the physical loving, but the mystical loving. And you're saying there's a mountain, you're not allowed to cross, only for pragmatia. What kind of Avedis Abirud am I dealing with now? You'll find out what this Maimon has to say about it. This Maimon doesn't directly discuss Eid Agal but this Maimon certainly touches on this idea. That there's another way to understand it. But according to both ways, in other words, whether we're talking about the physical Yankov and Lovan, or the metaphysical Yankov and Lovan, it's true that there is a mountain which separates Yankov and Lovan. And at least in part, what that mountain symbolizes is you're allowed to cross for business. And business means for to separate good from evil, to 
to elevate, to refine the evil and to elevate the, the, the sparks of good which is in the evil, to refine them and to elevate them and so forth. So as we proceed, understand that the Maimed is talking about loving and Yanki Bavinu, but not the physical person loving, the, metaf- the, the mystical loving, the, the heavenly loving, a very, very high Madrege. And loving has a meeting with Yanki Bavinu. Okay? And somehow both versions of the story have to fuse, have to fit into the same text, same words that Lovan and Yankiv are very different. Either Lovan is much lower than Yankiv or Lovan is much higher than Yankiv. And in both cases they have an arrangement that allows them to interact for Birudim. And in both cases Lovan kisses Yankiv's family and he says goodbye and he leaves and Yankiv journeys. Let's continue. It says in Hasidus, Fourth line, please. Fourth line. The Mashakosov Ayashkim Lovin Babek. The notion of Lovin getting up in the morning. Koy is an illusion. Albachinus Lovin Ha'elin. It's an illusion to that level that is called supernal whiteness. That's the translation of the words. Lovin Ha'elin Shalomal. Supernal whiteness which is on high. What is Lovin Ha'elin? Lovin Ha'elin, just the, the color white. What do we know about the color white? That it includes all color. Which in mystical terms and spiritual terms it means a madrega of godliness that includes all the fetus which goes on the Yain Saf. Now in most my modern, my son called me last night, he asked me what's Leuven Helian? I told Leuven Helian is Keser. But look at the next words. Ad Latzmusim Husi This Maimah says that Leuven Helian is not simply godliness which is higher than Atzilus. It's, it's the highest ideas in godliness until Kleyochel drapes to himself. So Vayash came Lovin Babaker Vayanashik. Lovin gets up in the morning and he's kissing his children. And he's saying goodbye and he's departing. And letting Yankov journey. As we're explaining it mystically, we're talking about the highest levels of godliness. Keser and higher than Keser and higher than higher than Keser. So the Yabishtir himself, the Yabishtir gets up in the morning, he kisses his sons and his daughters and he departs. And then they travel. The significance, the meaning behind kissing sons and daughters. Koi, it means Alam it's a special gift that comes from Loivin Ha'elin, which means Alakus, and himself to his sons and his daughters. What is the meaning of sons and his daughters? which are in part and parcel of Number one, Bonim, sons, they're masculine and they're givers. Ubani's daughters, him the cavis, they're feminine and recipients. Says the Rebbe Shakol The entire design, the entire structure of Seyder Ishtashlus is Nechlak Lebezan Yonim is divided into these two points of Mashpia, Dimashpia or Makabal, a giver and a receiver. Ushneim and both of them, Mekabli, Mashpo, Meyuchedes, get a special flow. Mebchinus Leivin Alien, from Leivin Alien, which means Alakus. Till the Abishtan himself, which is compared to a kiss. Every morning, which means the highest levels of godliness, until the Abishtan himself kisses Seydir Stashlus. He gives a kiss to his sons and his daughters, which calls them the, the structure of Seydir Stashlus, which is masculine and feminine. Mashpi and Makab. Translates that Ebe, Sheneshika, that the notion of a kiss, Moira, it indicates, it, it symbolizes. Al-Hitmasrus, a devotion, a gift, 
And the Rebbe says in Yiddishkeit, Ibe Gegebenkeit, loyalty, Betachlis, absolutely, Vashpom, Yuchedes, and a special flow of goodness. Says the Rebbe, the Indians have this idea, happens every day. So yes, is a physical story that happened at a particular time in a particular place involving particular individuals. But in addition, this is a, a story that happens on a very, very deep spiritual level. And what the story is that every morning we get a kiss from Leibon El. Leibon means the highest levels of godliness. But in this moment he says, Adl Every morning, Ebishter gives us a kiss. Shabachol yayim babayikir every single morning. Nim shabachim is leivin el. It's a special koyach, a special inspiration that comes from leivin el. In other words, nesinas koyach miyuchedes, a special provision of power, of possibility. Me'atzmusim husi is barach from the Ebishter himself. And how does this possibility manifest? Vayenashek lebonav alivnes. He kisses his sons and his daughters. In other words, there's incredible intensity, incredible depth, incredible connection in this hashpah that comes from Leib and the Elyon, from the Eivishter to his world, to what the Maimir Kul say to the Shtashas. But what happens after that? After the Eivishter gets the kiss in the morning, he departs. I thought he would chose a kiss at night. But we give our children a kiss, they should have a good night's sleep. Eivishter gives a kiss, we should have a successful day. Since all of us know that every event of godliness being manifest. Has to do with us. In other words, freebies are freebies. We have something for nothing. It doesn't have much value. In other words, the a person prefers to earn what they get rather than to get it for free. This explains also why the service of a human being in the morning is bedug, masam it corresponds to this notion of a so called divine kiss. Which is why every day in the morning, we begin our day by davening. Like it says in the passage, Avraham gets up in the morning, and then it says, and he harnesses his donkey. The significance, the mystical parallel of harnessing the donkey. This is It's an allusion to davening. She'en yona, that the concept of the effect of davening is milchama, a battle, a war, im chaymer aguf, with the donkey of the body, the coarseness, the crudeness, the materialism of the guf. Says the Rebbe, the Ebishter gets up in the wood and gives us a kiss, but we don't want the kiss to be for free, we want to earn the kiss. And therefore we affect the ayadei avedes through our davening, nimsha we earn that kiss. And if I may interpret just a bit, Hashem kisses us whether we daven or not. But if Hashem kisses us and we don't daven, that kiss lasts for a second. If, however, the Rebbe kisses us and we daven, that kiss lasts all day long. There's a Maimon in Samach Vav, Yigash, which talks about this life in hell. And I've shared this idea with you many times in the past. It says like Gavaldi Kazakh, and what's so frustrating about this Gavaldi Kazakh is that it is incredibly real to life. It's just one of those things. It says... The moment a person wakes up in the morning, every person is filled with a, uh, a will and an urgency to get out of bed and do good stuff. When you open your eyes the first time, there's a certain clarity of purpose. But of course, the Abish that created the Yetzirah, 
And the Yitzhahara in the 21st century is called snooze. <laughs> the Shaila is only if it's 7 minutes or 9 minutes or 11 minutes or 3 minutes. You hit the snooze. When you come back after that snooze, he ate there. <laughs> but the first time, and this is serious, and I, I, I relate to it. The first time you open your eyes with or without the alarm clock, there's a clarity. When you roll over for that, what are they called? The beauty sleep when you wake up? Maybe you're physically beautiful, but spiritually, it's terrible. This is pushed, it's a reality. Levin Hellion, I think, is a quite realistic Matthias. The moment you open your eyes, a certain sense of purpose. But there's a chap. The chap is you have done absolutely nothing to deserve it. What has the person done to position themselves to receive this Levin Hellion? So, you know, that's what happens. When you get something for free, the Gemara says, Asya b'mogin, mogin Asya, a doctor that heals for free, is worthless. This Hisoidus, since it's what we call in Hasidus, a strict Hisoidus de Lielo, and a rather from above, disconnected totally, for any kind of Hisoidus, in other words, a freebie, it's a gift from the Abishtad, which is, in effect, undeserved. If you take advantage of it, so you harness it, and you bring it into vessels, so it has a continuity. If you hit snooze, you, sl- you slip it away. So the Rebbe says, this is the significance of getting up in the morning and davening. But the Rebbe doesn't mean, hit snooze 41 times and then you roll out of bed and daven. The Rebbe means, don't hit snooze. Like it's described in Shulchan Aruch, when you open up your eyes, Yisgaber Ka'ari, is supposed to be strong as a lion, he's supposed to get in a bed, and the rest, and so forth. But when a Yid davens that way, in other words, when a Yid gets up, when the alarm rings the first time, when the Kresa Gevet, whatever the case is, and he has this sense of clarity, which is a free gift from the Eibishter, which is called Levenel. So then what happens is, the free gift ceases to be free. That's the Chab. The Eibishter gives you this inspiration, no matter what you are and who you are, whatever day it is. When the human being takes advantage of that free gift and davens, so now this Levenel, this fleeting, incredible inspiration, which is entirely from on high, suddenly becomes more permanent. And that's why you read in the last Indian. The Abishta gives us this gift no matter what. But we don't want to have free gifts for two reasons. Number one, freedom, free gifts is going to it's not valuable. And number two, it's not lasting. So we earn that free gift through Avedisatfil. But the underlying point is Loivan Ha'alyan goes on godliness. And not only Stamadayan Kesir. Loivan Ha'alyan goes on the highest madrigas of godliness until what we call Atmasamhus. And the Rebishter gives us a kiss and a sin as keach. We don't want to simply take it for free because then it won't last. We dive into harness to make our own this incredible inspiration. And what happens next? Leven Ha'elian goes away. Now accordingly, that means that the Rebishter goes away. So the Rebbe in the next paragraph, Umam Sheikh, what does it say after that? Vayelech vayosha lovem lem kemi lovem goes back. Vayankev halachadak and Yankev proceeds on his route. That after the Abish gives us his initial kiss in the morning. This light, which comes from this incredibly high level, the beginning of Alien, which is of course going on a lakus, and even Atmos and Hus, as he says in the Maimir. And it goes back to the it, it, it conceals itself. The Zehova Yashav Lovan returns to his place. This light goes back to Atmas and Mus. And then it says, Yankov goes on the Jew, goes on his way. The Bechinus Yankov the Yid. Halach Venimshach Batero Mitzvah continues and is drawn into Yiddishkeit. The Tero Ikri Derech Tero is called a road. 
V'dal at kelnasheni. This is the end of the quote from the Alter Rebbe in, in Tereid and Tereschaim and so forth. Says the Rebbe, "Vahainu." This means the la'achar sila ka'aruzu. Once this initial inspiration passes, oz then and only then, huzman haved alamato. Are we able to do our work below? So the Maimed is telling us, love and gets up every morning is every Jew a kiss. This kiss is a in the Kinesinus Keach. And the Nesinus Keach we earn in Avedis Atfila. Then the Nesinus Keach goes away, so now the work we're going to do during the duration of that day is our work and not artificial work. Now the famous story, it's a Sharfa Maise, that a Lubavitcher Chosid once saw a Talmud from the Valednik in Davening. The Bishop Valednik was a very big Tzadik. Very big and and he was a Polish Rebbe. And one of the Veladnikes Chsidim Talmidim was davening with Grace Slavos. It was clear that this person was holding me out of the Yiddin. So it was pointed out to the Tzemach Tzedek that this is a Polish Chassid davening with Valdeke Sederis. And the Tzemach Tzedek said, Does daven Nishter? Does daven the Veladnik <laughs> He's not davening. His Rebbe is davening in his goof. It's a very sharp word. But the point of the word, I'm not saying it's time to say Sharfa Verter, is when Leuven Elian inspires you, does David Leuven Elian? Does David Snish too? And therefore the post says he gives us a kiss and he goes away. And that allows for Yaakov Haloch Adarke that Avedis Hashem we do is ours and not Kayoko Leuven Elian. We must add, it's not only that after there's initial a revelation and a departure of that revelation. That becomes the time of service. Ella Yesedim is moreover shedavke. It is only laacha silako avoida haora. The light from above passes. Can there be an avoid? In other words, it's not simply a matter of chronology. That there's a program. First Hashem inspires us, and then He goes away. We do our work. So long as the Avish inspiration is conscious and pervasive, there's no space for free will. The pshat, of course, is Nebuchadnezzar wants us to do something. And of course, in order for us to do something, believe it or not, we have to exist. Top of the next page, a person, and you have to have a world. And the Rebbe goes into a whole discussion that you cannot learn Taita without a brain. You cannot learn Taita without understanding it. Which means to say that you're involved. You have to exist. To the certain of the Four lines from the top of page by Malaf now. Yeah, that the same is true. When first he says something called Bidur, which means to separate the good from the evil. And then you have to refine the materialism of the world. First is Bidur. Bidur means separate the good from the bad. Bad. Then the zichach refining the good that's been separated, and aliyah means raising it up into atzilus. Says so Rabbi Shabbosfield calls that through all of these three exercises, the person has to exist, and therefore, so long as live in the alien's presence, which means an incredibly great light, as our mind opposes, is present, it cannot be. Why? So the obvious reason is when Hashem is revealed, what choice do you have? Right? Correct? If the Abish is revealed, like by Kafalem Hakagi, as God is revealed, of course you can do what God wants. But the Rebbe says something different. If you make a move in front of a king, it brings the opposite of life. When you're standing in front of the Abish, you can't do anything. You have to sit with respect. I told you this many times that Rebbe once said in a 
that a lot of times used to be Fabrengans upstairs, I mean, what we call downstairs, and the Fidich Rebbe is listening on an intercom. Fidich Rebbe was on the second floor. And the Rebbe said, to me it was always weird, the Rebbe is listening and I'm talking. <laughs> and the Rebbe said, the answer is, the Rebbe did a dafka this way, he shouldn't be in the room so that somebody else should be able to speak. And of course the Rebbe went on to say, it was already after Yud Shvat, that even though all of us believe that the Rebbe is here, but he's here in such a way that there's room for us to be able to do what we need to do. If the, if the Rebbe is here, but Gashmi, so Pashtas, he can't do anything. Life in Halyan inhibits, it immobilizes, it freezes the capacity of Yaakov and Yidin to do what they need to do when you're in front of a king can't do anything. In other words, in order for us to be able to do what you do, the Ebishtah has to hide himself. The Pasuk therefore says, Vayashav Lovan Lemkeim, and Lovan goes away. And only then, Vayankav Halachadarki, the Davke Kashet, only after, the Bechinus Leivan Elyon Eile, Umestalak Lamai, Leivan Elyon ascends and departs on high, us then and only then, Yechelim B'nei Yisrael, Lassus Avedotam, can the Jewish people do their work, Beshleimus completely. Moreover, that's the real reason why Vayashav Lovelum came. Lovelum goes home. In other words, it's not because the Abish says, okay, I gave you a gift. Now I'm going to go sit and hide and see what you do with that gift. Not that Hashem goes away to challenge us to see how much we value what He gives us. No. Hashem goes us away so we should be able to do what we need. It is about us and our service to the Abish. Love has to depart. We should be able to do our work. So the Eibush that comes every morning, gives us an inspiration, a complete totally undeserved, and the Yid davens to make it his own, so to speak. Then the Eibush that goes away to create an environment where the Jew is important, and the Jew is real, and the Jew exists. He should be able to do his task. Okay, so that's the pshat and the pasuk. Love comes. Love him goes on the Eibishter, an Eibishterliness. He kisses his sons and his daughters, which means Seder Ishtalshalos. And he goes away so that Seder Ishtalshalos should do what he needs to do. That's the first point in the mind. Now the plot thickens. And like I said to you when I first started, I'll repeat it again now. It seems that this business of the kiss that Love and the Eibishter gives and departs to give us an opportunity for Avoida can be summarized in three levels. Level number one is what we would call Hishtalshalos. Level number two is what we would call higher than Hishtalshalos. And level number three would be Atmos and Hus. So we begin the next paragraph. In other words, the Eibishter every day gives Yidin a Kayach to bring the Lakusit to say the Hishtalshalos and then goes away. It says, Rabbi Vahinin is Bayelil, we mentioned before. Shatayrim at Averas Balyenim, but Amazon is Batachayrim. Tayrim is, first of all, a mystical safer. Umizam Muvim, which explains. Sheinian said that this idea that love on the trees of the Abish they give us a kiss and then goes away and allows us to do our work says that Abishayich gam leklolos hasipa de pasha is connected to the pasha as a whole. What is the pasha as a whole? Aved is Yankov based love on the What Yankov you know, does in love and home. In other words, when you read only this pasuk, this pasuk describes. A, a concept. What's the concept? That every morning the Abish to give us a Seders and departs. Says the Rebbe, but since this story is part of a greater story, so this kiss is a part of a greater story. What is the greater story? The greater story is the story of life. Avedis Yankab, a base love. What a Jew does in the Abish, this whole. 
And the idea that Abish gives us a kiss is in the Sinas Koyach. It empowers us to do what we need to do in the house of love and of Harami. Now understand, the kiss that Yaakov gives us in our Pasha is the very, very end. It's the last piece of the story. But the Rebbe is proposing that since this is an ongoing story, it relates also to how we live our lives and carry out the whole of Pasha's Vayetze, which is the story of our lives. So even though the kiss is written at the end, it has an effect or it's a reference to what happens in every person's life. Tehine. Everybody knows the Yankim was involved in the sheep of love and Adam. In love. And Hoysa, the nature of his involvement in love and sheep, was the sheep were arranged in three categories. Akudim, Nukudim, Burudim. Physically, this means Akudim means that the sheep had rings around their ankles. Nukudim means that the sheep had spots. And Burudim means that the sheep had spots that were attached by lines. That's what it means. But in Kabbalah, Akudim, Nukudim, and Burudim are three madregas of Elikus, of godliness. Akudim is the highest madrega. Nukudim is the second madrega, which we call Keser or Elamateu. And Brudim is the lowest madrega that we call Atsilis. Says Rabbi Sheinian Zeh, this idea, exists on high. And parenthesis, then later it comes lower. Moira, it shows, the, effect, the process of bringing forward the Gimel Dargis, three levels, but understand the program. You start from the highest level, Akudim. You go to the second level, which is called Nikudim, and eventually you bring it down to the third level, which is called Brudim. First is Akudim, the older lights are in one vessel. This goes on Teyu or Keset. In other words, the Kabbalah have to get from somebody else. The Zehu Seder Hamshacha, the Seder Ishtashlus. This is how Seder Ishtashlus operates. That what? Godliness comes through steps from a higher level to a lower level. And the Rebbe adds, We are talking about life and Ha'elian. Life and Ha'elian is what? Elakus and even Elakah that's kissing Yankov Avinu and empowering Yankov Avinu to do his job in Akudim, Lukudim, and Brudim. And the Rebbe says the same is true the physical lover. Who was the physical lover? A guy much lower than Yankov Avinu. And they were dealing with physical sheep. And what was the arrangement that Yankov was going to get from love and his sheep in the order of Akudim, Nakudim, and Brudim? Says the Rebbe Shekain Nister Ha'inyan Lechatchil. That was the original arrangement. Between love of a Yankov. And the Rebbe says in Yiddish, That was the deal. Stop right here. The first thing that you see that the Rebbe is doing is he's giving us both lovens. The loven which is higher than Yankov Avinu and the loven which is lower than Yankov Avinu. And he says, any loven you want to discuss, loven is giving a kiss to Yankov Avinu. And the significance of this kiss is an empowerment. An empowerment for what? For Akudim, Nakudim, and Brudim. What does Akudim, Nakudim, and Brudim mean? That you should, I'll put it to you in my own words. Serve the Eivishter in a normal way. With normal, good or bad. I guess in today's world, that's even a question. Yeah? That's how crazy we are. Yeah? Normal means, you stand in the middle of the road, then you move from point to point, gradually, systematically. Like the Rebbe mentioned earlier in the Maimit, the Teirah is called Derech. What do you know about a road? Don't fall off the road. Stay on the road. 
You have a whole sugi chasidis kishoron darche havaye about derech havaye, right? That ki daite with the man of Hashem who derech havaye lasses takom mishpat. Derech havaye means a yid who's a sadik. In the words of the Rambam, who walks in the middle of the road, he leans neither to the right nor to the left, and he serves the Eibushter like it says in the beginning of Hayyim Yehi that I always tell you. If you only walk straight, you don't deviate to the right, you don't deviate to the left, you'll meet Primus Yatsma But the trademark of this Avoida is that you don't do any Avedis, you don't do anything wrong, you don't get involved with any messes, you just serve the Ebishter, what we call in Kabbalah Shprach, to bring the Ebishter down. This program is very systematic, very orderly, and very logical. Godliness is here, and I'm here. I have to godliness bring it forward to me. How? By raising myself to godliness. In a gradualistic, orderly way. Says the Rebbe, this was what Yankev and Lovin agreed. That's it, not gonna. <laughs> In other words, mystically, Lovin gives Yankev Avinu a kiss and empowers him to do an avoid of a kudin the kudin the Normal, normal, middle of the road. And physically, Lovin and Yankev make an agreement. Says the Rebbe, this is the first dimension of Yiddishkeit. Yiddishkeit gave us a Torah mitzvah. There are many different expectations, many different desires, many different anticipations that Yiddishkeit the Yiddishkeit has from Hashem goes away so we have room to do our work and the first one is that we should be normal people. Tzadikim. Or to say it in other words, serving the Yiddishkeit as Yiddishkeit served the Yiddishkeit in the time of the Beis HaMikdash. Where do you see it in the Pasha? You see it in the Pasha not in what happened, but what, to what they agreed. Because what happened? <laughs> Lovin ran circles around Yankov Avinu. And he ran so many circles around Yankov Avinu, he ended up making himself dizzy. So the first Madregya is, Yankov gets a kiss from Lovin, Lovin goes away, and it empowers Yankov Avinu to serve the Ebishter in what's called Derech Avaya, Akudim, Akudim, Abrudim, for lack of words, normal, middle of the road. Now comes level two. Omnam, however, Yankif Paul Shinoi Yankif changes all of this. Now this, when I read these words this morning, I got very nervous. Yankif changed all of this? Who made all the trouble? Yankif, Yankif was a crook? Yankif cheated? Maybe she told him to go in the middle of the road, Yankif plays games? Lovin is the crook. Emis? The Maimon says, no, no, Yankov, Shina calls that, Yankov made changes. Raficha. Kifishu bepshutei hamakrois, as you read the biblical text, bepashtas. And certainly, v'chein hugam beruchi yisrael yon, and this is also how it's understood spiritually. Shayisrael ayad yaveidosam, yidn served the eibishter. And as a result, oilum lamayla yais, they said even higher. What's even higher? Shepayelim shinoi beseidin ishtalshitz. They changed the order. Now in Gashmias, the physical event is that Lovan makes an arrangement with Yankov Avinu that should be orderly, and immediately Lovan starts to mess around. Yankov has no way reacting. But if Lovan HaEl Yeruchnius means the Eibishter, was Eibishter lying to Yankov Avinu? What's the Teretz? The Eibishter puts into this Seder Eshtashalus, that's why I understand it, a Koyach to get more out of Seder Eshtashalus. And Yankov Avinu proceeds to manipulate that. Or to say it in other words, when the Eibishter, Leiv and Elian, kisses Yankov Avinu, which goes on every Jew, he gives us a Koyach. 
first of all, the Gidah Zakayach to be what we call Tzadikim, middle of the road, do what we have to. But he also gives us a kayach to transform darkness into light. He also gives us a kayach to transcend the framework, the construction, the order, the containment of Seyder Ishtashlus and access higher lights. It's dangerous business. It's risky. It's much easier to stay on the road than to go off the road into the forest. But Yankov takes those risks. Why? Because he wants to achieve higher. But this is not an either or. This is this is after second Madrid. First of all, the Abish gives us a kiss that we should serve the Abish to Bamdidavagbala. And like I said to you before, perhaps let's call this Zmana Bayas. But in that kiss, there's also a koyach for Yidin to move around the furniture. And moving around the furniture, Lamailo, is a major event. Moving around the furniture, Lamata is no big deal. You have to just have a little physical strength and make sure that your wife's not home, yeah? <laughs> or your husband's not home. <laughs> but Lamailo, to move around the furniture is a very deep thing. And you're making trouble. You're messing up the order. But it allows to reveal much, much higher koiches. And this Rabbi Isai becomes the second effect of Lovin's kiss. Of the Eibishter's kiss. The first effect of Lovin's kiss is that we should serve the Eibishter in a seder, a kudum, kudum, brudim. And in the Rebbe's words in Yiddish, that's the deal. But immediately, in the mystical version, Yankov breaks the deal. Not because he's chas v'shalom, violent, Eibishter's wishes, but he wants to do even more. That love and changes the arrangements ten times, and it translates the ten, ten goes in the ten spheres, and you'll see in a moment that it's ten times ten, which goes on a hundred. made a certain arrangement. made a certain arrangement. Which is the idea of bringing the Abish into this world to use fancy Labavitch Sprach to make a diddleis barakhatachtainim as it's contained by Sayyidina Shtash. But subsequent to that, says the Rebbe, turning the page now, Nasa Inyan Shavayachlav Asmaskurti, a change takes place. In other words, it creates the possibility of Lemailam Imedidis Vagbolis to Sayyidina Shtashlas. You go beyond the limitations of Ishtashlas. As his shtalshos is represented by the order of the three words, akudim akudim abrudim. V'zeh this is drawn down in Bebchinas Aseres Moinim, ten Moinim, ten times ten, ten measures. Hainu esa kolomi esa shal mispemeya, the number a hundred, which is a mispeshol. Skip the parenthesis. Ubepashtos, this means that shayadeya vedes Yisrael yidn serdeibshd. Amitzat seidere shtalshos akudim comes into nekudim, nekudim comes into brudim. Brudim is Atzilus, and Brudim comes to us. So what kind of light are we getting? A limited light. I mean, it's godly, but it's much less than Akudim, and much less than Nikudim. So we get, Leirak b'chines Brudim, Eilam Atzilus, Agam b'chines Nikudim, a higher level called Nikudim, which is, Eilam Atzilus, Eilam Atzilus, the level of Teyu. Olamayla yeitzim b'chines Akudim, b'kli yachad, ve'elamayla b'zeh b'chines leivin, ha'elin, atzal mus yisbarach, as you'll see soon. You'll see soon. The Yid says, I can serve the Eibishter in a normal way, and get godliness in a limited way. Or I can say the Ebishter in an extreme way and access godliness in an infinite way. In the classic language that we're all so familiar with, it is the Teyu, but Kalim, the infinite polar lights of Elam should be fused, should, be, should invest themselves, should reveal themselves, should manifest themselves within the order of Elam And Yankev elects that root. In other words, Lavan Hat Agaret Seyder Right? I don't know if you know the Sikh. I'm 
sorry for digressing, but this is a Gvaldika word. In Pashas Vayeshev, it begins, Bikish Yankiv Leshev Vishalva, Kofas Allah, Rukzash Yasef. You know that idea, right? Yankiv wanted to live in peace, and therefore he had trouble with Yasef. So I said, what does Yankiv want to live in peace to do with the Tzadahs of Yasef? Every Tzadik has to go through all kinds of hardships to achieve their plateau. Yankiv went through all of his hardships, and he already achieved his plateau. Yankov's life at that age, he was 108, I, mean, I think, um, was supposed to be smooth sailing for the rest of his life. But he wanted more. So, David, you want more? I'll give you more. But more tzadah. And then, Taket, the last 17 years of Yankov in his life, Vayechigilat was in Eretz Mitzrayim. Had Yankov been satisfied with the godliness he had reached at the age of 108, the next, whatever it is, 29 years would have been peaceful. Or 39 years. But he wanted more. You want more lakus? More Ibn Lebanish. So Lavan gives Yankov a kiss. Umenret up. The deal is. Hishtashalus. And Yankov says, I want more. So he gets more. But he has to go through the Ibn Lebanishin that are involved in this more. And if I understand the Maimah correctly, the difference between Avaidah Hishtashalus. And avoid of the Milo Meshtashus, these two steps, if I understand it correctly, the difference is whether we're talking about the Aved of Tayden Mitzvahs, which is only in Kedusha, or the Aved of Sabirudim. If you do only Tayden Mitzvahs, like Tzadikim, which is called in Kabbalah Shprach Yechudim, you bring Atzilas into this world, which is wonderful. We all wish Atzilas was in this world, but it's measured, it's contained. You want to struggle with darkness? Transform darkness into light, then you can get Vatachlef as Maskurti, Aseres Moinim. Then in this world, you reveal not just the so called limited lights of Atsilus, which is interesting to call Atsilus limited, but you get bring down the lights of Teo as well. But there's two aspects. Two aspects. When you say that you want to struggle with the world and bring down higher lights, right? Lavan gives Yankov a kiss. Lavan goes on the Abishta. He gives a kiss to Yidin to say for avoid. And Meret up, the deal is Mitzvah. And Yankov Avinu says, No, I want to do Avedis Sabirudim and I'm prepared to deal with the hardships for the sake of the reward. The hardships and the reward have two aspects. And this is the way I understand it. One is to elevate the sparks of Klipas Neuga, which are close to Kedusha. And the other is to elevate the sparks of Sholosh Kibsat Meis Lagamri. What is the difference in the context of the Pasha? The difference in the context of the Pasha is if you speak about Lovan Haruchni only, or you speak also about Lovan Hagashmi. Let's read the next paragraph. There's a parenthesis in the Rebbe's Maimit. Kaisev, he writes, Shalavan Bepashtus, Lovan the Klipa, Machlef Maskurte Mamesh Beramos. The physical Lovans changing the arrangements is a Geneva. Right? We are explaining this whole story mystically. And according to the mystical explanation, it's not love on changing the terms. It's love on allowing the terms to be changed. And Yankov saying, I elect, I am preferring a more difficult avoider to have a greater return. Says the Altareb of Renthesis. But all of us know that the physical guy love him was a crook. Now the question becomes, you're learning a mind. It's explaining Psukim and Chomish totally Kabbalistically. Why do you have to throw in again? Oh, by the way, the physical love was a ganif. Everybody knows that. 
says the Rebbe, Kavana Bepashtas. The simple meaning of this is the Inyan Hanal, the idea of life in hell, you skip the parenthesis, Hukmei Shula Maila is how it is on high. On the Kfisha Lovan, the Shtal Shalamata, behold, the physical Lovan, he's a crook. Hichlefes Muskarti, I said, Asmainim Kipshuti. In other words, spiritually speaking, the Abish that gives Ayid a kiss and says, Here's Koiches. Sir, the Abish that how choose. Derech one is Derech Taka, Kudum Kudum Avrudu. You want to be Machal Masas Korte, I give you that possibility. But it's Yankiv's choice, like I said on the previous page. Yankiv Paul Shiniva Ficha Bazer. Why? He wants Avrudim. Oh, by the way, but the physical oven was a crook. What's it doing in the middle of the Maimon? That the fact that the Alter Rebbe has to remind us again that the physical loving was a crook, even though all of us are in the midst of a discussion where loving is allusion to the Abishter, says, It comes to teach us another idea. And that is, that when a Yid serves the Abishter, as Yaakov chooses, to get involved in entanglement and confusion, which basically means Avedin's managolos, so that you could bring down lights which are higher than Ishtalshalos. Eidas de Teu Bekelem de Tikkun says, Peelas Gam Beloven Zeh Shalamata. It influences the physical love. And if I understand this correctly, and I may very well be wrong, in other words, that the Jew is entangling himself in Elamazeh is not only to elevate Klipas Nega. But it's even to elevate Sholish Klipas Atmeis Legamri, which is what Love and Nagashmi was. Ki Yisrael Eidei Avedosam Yidden Service Ma'ilim Elevate Gamas Achoyshech Vasamariros Deilam Hazeh The Darkness and Bitterness of the World Itself La Apech Chashecha Lenehid Amiridol Miska to Transform Darkness Light and Bitterness into Sweetness Says the Rebbe Shazel Eidei Avedos Atshuva. This is true. In other words, Abayi Sai, you have an option of staying away from trouble. I couldn't, I couldn't have done bring oil into the world. Yankavinu says no, but when you're getting involved in entanglement in the world, one madreg of entanglement in the world, you're dealing with nitzutzik kedusha, sparks of godliness that are easily elevated. Another madreg of entanglement in the world, does you want to get involved in such sparks that are so deeply embedded that the only way to retrieve them and get them out is to avidus atshuva, which is the avidus mesiras nefesh. So the Alter Rebbe says, by the way, the physical oven was a crook. What is he saying? That when Yankov Avinu undertakes to entangle himself, because he wants to reveal light which are higher than Seyed Ashtashalos, part of what he is undertaking in revealing light which are higher than Seyed Ashtashalos is even the lights of Seyed Ashtashalos which are hidden so deeply in Sholosh, Kripas, Atmeyas, Lagamri, that the only way to extract them is through Avedis HaTshuva. And the Rebbe goes on to say that the Shuvah is higher than itself. So you have really, I'm calling it two levels, but it's two, which is three. You with me so far? Yeah. Lovin gives Yankov a kiss. <laughs> Who's Lovin? Lovin is a lakus, bizalakatwasamus. And he's empowering Yankov Avinu to bring Yalkus into this world. Menretop, the deal is, the arrangement is, Yankov chooses, he chooses to get into trouble. But the Maimon says the idea that Yankov chooses to get into trouble has two dimensions. First of all, Avedis Abirunim. And again, if I'm understanding it correctly, this is elevating the sparks of Klipas Negen. And on a higher level still, Avedis Hatshuva. So if Yankov is changing the terms only with the love and Lamaila, that's Avedis Abirunim. Because Yankov is also changing the terms with the love and Lamata. 
That means to say he's holding the infinite of the idea of transforming into light. But that's not the end of the Maimir. Now there's a third Madrig. You want to call it a fourth, call it a fourth. I'm calling it a third. Right? Normal, crazy. Ultimately, there's a higher Madrig still. The higher Madrig still is as follows. kiss. And it goes away. Yankov is what? To bring godliness into the world. So he has two choices. He could bring the godliness into the world in what's called normal, he could bring godliness into the world which is higher than, say, the which requires, as the Rebbe says, moving around the sweetest halyanus, which allows for Avedis Abiru, but there's something even higher than that. What's even higher than that? To bring into this world the lovan, the Ebesh to themselves. Says the Rebbe, the highest madrege is Yankov Lovan gives Yankov Avinu a kiss and goes away. Not that Yankov should reveal a lower light or a higher light, an orderly light, an extreme light, but soft called soft, there should be an achtos between Leiv and Elian. Leiv and Elian, and this Maimon means the Evishter himself and his world. Says the Rebbe, this is already a third Indian, is this. Bringing down Leiv and Elian to this world, it becomes a perfect unity between the Evishter and his world. You can't even call it a unity, a union. The created Yesh. And the true Yesh. Nasim Davarecha become absolutely one. First of all, with all the excitement, when you meet God, that's exciting. Yeah? Add, but there's something higher than that. You can't even be excited. When you're one with the Evishta, the impression, the impact of that unity is that you can't even get excited. As it says in the Postok, that when you're close to God, you, you go quiet. Right? As the Postok says, a small, inaudible voice. But then the Rebbe says, the nature of the unity between Ayid, who's called Yankov Avinu, and the Abish to himself was called Lovan. It's not only that it's not noisy, it doesn't even have a small voice. What does a small voice mean? That there's still some expression, some revelation. And in the context of the Pasuk, in the story of Sefer Malachim, it's a Gililanova Deriyah Ishmiya. There's still two things God and the Prophet. And the Prophet therefore has to hear the voice of God. The notion that the created Yesh and the true Yesh become one. In other words, that the truth of us, which is not just that we come from God, but that we are God, is so thoroughly revealed. That it's It's above all concepts of relationships. We are this close to God, we're that close to God, because ain aid, In other words, there's nothing besides the Abishter, or in other words, the world itself is Abishter. And all of this is included in Vayashkem, Love and Babekevayanashek. Love and gives a kiss. That means the Abishter kisses us. And he gives us a and then he goes away. Why does he go away? So We should be able to learn to into mitzvahs. And Baklovas basically there are three levels or three choices in how a yid serves the Abishta. Number one, Tayyidim Mitzvahs, which creates Hishtashalas. Number two, Avedis Abirudim and Avedis Atshuva, which creates the Mailan Hishtashalas. And number three, there's an Avedis which allows us to become one with Atzimus and Hus. But there's only one problem. The Rebbe doesn't tell us how to do that. <laughs> how to do Tayyidim Mitzvahs, he said. A little bit at least. Avedis Abirudim, he explained more or less 
The idea that through the kiss that we get from Leibniz Elyon, we can have one with Leibniz, this never doesn't explain. Now, of course, my short answer to the question is, I don't know. But based on what's not my money Hasidus, this means mitzvah smaisius. The physical act of a mitzvah. The first level, which brings the Lukus is the kavanah of a mitzvah. The second level is elevating spark. The third level, the physical object itself. The physical object comes from Rebishter himself. When you use it in Avedis Hashem, you show how this physical object not comes from the Rebishter, but it is the Rebishter. And the Rebishter empowers us to do all of these different things, and then he goes away. To allow for And the Rebbe continues and he says, This affects the whole world. And especially Yidin. That there's a perfect unity between Yidin and the Eibishter. And the Rebbe says this unity involves the whole world and the Eibishter, all Yidin with one another, as it's connected to Hakim. Now, if you don't mind, go to five, six lines from the end of the Maimon. Because then, it all happens down here. When there will be neshamas begufim, physical bodies, you're not going to have to go through the interim steps, which means even misa and mechiles until tchias hamesim. As it says in Kabbalah from Meremarash, that the neilam haba, the neshama is going to live off the body because the source of the body, which is higher than the source of the soul, will be revealed. Machmas Mailas Aguf, the advantage of the body. Umailas Hamaisa, you see, this is where the Rebbe says what I just told you. The advantage of the physical act of the mitzvah. Shahamaisa Hu Haikir. Shahayakel Nit Mishul Guf Guf Hamaisa, the bottom line is we should do the actions. Vahikir, Shahkozil, Koza Yil, Amata Masarat Fahim. Vigula Amitis Vashlema. Let me finish with a story. I heard this from Avram Lipsker's Angazunt. Avram Lipsker, he was in France in Tafshan Chavez. The Rebbe sent it was, I guess, like the equivalent of exchange students. The Rebbe, the Rebbe came from Atisrael to New York, be by the Rebbe. In it was a big deal because of the Israeli draft. And Bacham came from France to the Rebbe. But the Atisrael Yeshivas needed the Bacham. So the Rebbe sent them American Bacham. Shluchim, they were called. Ten of those Bacham went to France. And they were with the Rebbe Nissen and the Rebbe Solneach. So Avram Lipsky told me the following story. There was a Fabrengir in Tavshech of 1962, for the Rebbe's 60th birthday. It was a major event, because the Rebbe had never Fabrengir before on his birthday. And he wouldn't Fabrengir again on his birthday until 10 years later when he turned 70. And after that, the Rebbe already Fabrengir every year. That Fabrengir of Shishim is very famous. The Rebbe said to my modern, there was a very Tifa Hadrin of Mesech Tepsachim. It's a whole, it's a, it's a Fabrengir, it's a story. And uh, during the Fabrengen, the Rebbe said to my mother, Now, Rebbe Sol Neach, Blinitsky, who would live 99 and a half years, never saw the Rebbe as Rebbe. He never came here. Although when the Rebbe became Rebbe, he was Sach Hakel 70. But in those days, a man of 70 was like he's living already a second time around. You know, everybody died after the Holocaust, all of he pushed it, he missed his train, he forgot, he, got, he, did, he, he missed his stop, no, so he kept going. He did a hundred years, Rebbe was a Ruch I can tell you stories, Rebbe was a Baruch HaKadosh. He was a holy man. He was not just a big chassid, he was a... He was really a higher kind of a person. The stories, I mean the famous story, they looked at a picture and said, Rebbe smiling here to a goy. That's the story of Rebbe he was a Yishu Ruchni. He was a He was a spiritual Jew, really spiritual, not like we're spiritual, you know, on the weekends. <laughs> he was spiritual, 
and Avram will put on the Fabrengen. And the Rebbe is saying, I'm Iman. Now, anybody knows anything about the Marm of the Rebbe of those years that for the most part, the Rebbe was pushed at Chazaring my Marm from the Rebbe Rashad. He was repeating the Marm from Lubavitch. So, Rashad Nech listens to the Maimir and he says to Avram Olivsker, such my modem no one ever, ever said even in Lubavitch in the best years there was no such my modem <laughs> so Avraham Lipskis tells him what do you mean <laughs> what do you mean those are my modem there's my modem there's Haskola you know now we see these my modem they're all printed they were very deep my modem so Avraham says to him he was in Lubavitch in the good old days he was in Lubavitch in the early Samach and, and, and Avraham says what do you mean he says eh the rest came on the, I can't possibly explain it to you in other words, Rebbe Shalnech was Margish de Ruchnis. It wasn't just simply that the Rebbe was saying new philosophies, higher philosophies. I'm sure that that's not what was impressing him. He heard in the Maimed a new alakus, a naya, I go ahead and cry. Here's a Maimed. It's a simple Maimed. It's based on a Maimed and Tadeh. But it adds up to a, an incredible gil. I mean, you know, the Alta Rebbe doesn't take it this far. You understand? The way the Rebbe spells it out. Hishtashlus, two Madregis, and Maimed we're so used to this. But the truth of the matter is, as the Zachal Mamun Zankemun is given, 